Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, it's a great day to have a great day. And today I get to interview Natasha on this episode of God Talks. Give her a round of applause. (laughs) All right, Natasha, tell us about yourself. Give us a quick two minute autobiography of your life whenever you're ready. Okay, so I was born in um, Beckley, West Virginia. I lived there with my mom and my dad, um, went to elementary school there. Uh, When my parents were, or when I was 11, my parents divorced. And so I lived with my mom most of the time, so my dad, whatever. And then my mom got remarried when I was 14. So we moved to Huntington, West Virginia. And that's where I went to high school and started college. And then um, it, when I was like 19 or so, that's when I actually started going back to church, got saved. Um, and then in 2011, I met my husband, Kevin. And so shortly after we met, I moved up here to Rutstown, Ohio. And we've been together since then. We got married in uh, 2013. We have a little girl, Callie. She was born in 2016, and it's just us and her and our eight-month-old lab, Chloe. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. That was perfect. That was just over a little over a minute, and perfect. I got to learn a lot about you. Um, <laughs> you are, so your husband, Kevin, mm-hmm. is my cousin, Matt's cousin. Yeah. So... My Aunt M is married to my Uncle Lee, and mm-hmm. Uncle Lee's brother is Kevin's dad, Roy, right? Yep, that's it. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I've always heard about you, and I see you on social media, and, and the commas also always talk about you, but yeah. I don't think I've ever really got the chance to talk to you, so this is exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> that's awesome. So obviously, I I don't really know your life story, so mm-hmm. you were from West Virginia. And then mm-hmm. you moved to, what'd you say, Huntington, West Virginia? Uh, yeah. Okay. And yeah, I then, was 14. Mm-hmm. And then when did you come to Ohio? Um, well, Kevin and I met in June of 2011. And by December 2011, January 2012, I moved here permanently. We're not really sure. I kind of came here and then got a job and just stayed. <laughs> okay. So how did you meet Kevin? Um, so I was friends with his stepsister, Megan. She went to Marshall and we went to church together. And so her and myself and another friend had came here to blossom for a Kenny Chesney concert. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we stayed with her mom and Kevin's dad. And then the next night went to dinner. Kevin was there and the rest is history. The rest is history. That's (laughs) awesome. Kenny Chesney's incredible. Autumn, yeah. my fiance, and I just went to Kenny Chesney in Pittsburgh oh, last nice. Saturday, and it was amazing. Yeah. But so you didn't live in Ohio when you met Kevin. You moved here yeah. for him. I did. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. How do you like Ohio compared to West Virginia? Um, I don't like the winters. Um, <laughs> Is it warmer in West Virginia in the winters? So we don't quite get as much snow. And if we do, everybody, everything just shuts down compared to here. You know, oh, you still go to okay. go to work and all the snow. Um, but 
it seems a little bit warmer too. It just depends, but I like okay. it here. I've I've grown to love it, and I like where we live. I like living in Redstown, where it's just small and quiet. So yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that is awesome. Dang, that's incredible. Well, I mean, this whole interview could be me just asking about your life because I don't know much. But the the main question I love to ask everyone, and this will take up the majority of the interview, is well, actually, I'm gonna not get to that question yet. First, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and give me a 60 second gospel. And this is just in around a minute or less or more, however mm-hmm. long you need. Give me your interpretation of what you think Christianity is. And I ask everyone this. And I try to ask before I even get their beliefs about God, because I think everyone has been exposed to Christianity in some aspect, but Mm -hmm. I like to see how it's relayed and portrayed to different people across different times and, and now a different state, West Virginia. Yeah. So (laughs) So go ahead whenever you're ready. Give me that answer. So the gospel to me, um, I think of it as just a gift from God. You know, it's our, it's our handbook. It's our life support. Basically. It's just, if you have a question about anything going on in your life or where to turn, there's always going to be that answer in the Bible. Um, I always knew the Bible was important, but as my adult life, it's like, okay, this is, this is the rock of where we're at. You know, we don't have God physically here on earth. So he left behind this like gift for us in the Bible. So that's what I feel is that's what it's there for. Awesome. Thank you for that answer. That was incredible. It sounded like you were, you were prepared for that. You wouldn't say <laughs> now it's good. All right. And so the question that I love to ask everyone is, do you believe in God? And then yes, no, I don't know. And then go ahead and just tell me why. Okay. <clears throat> so yes, I definitely believe in God. Um, again, kind of like in my earlier years, I was always raised in a family that we was raised in church. So I knew there was a God. I believe there was a God that God was with us, but <clears throat> it's been later in my life that, you know, you realize how important God is. So yes, I fully believe in God and rely on God and think of God as as our friend that's there for us and a huge part of our life. That's awesome. So how did you get this understanding of who God is? And I know, like you've said, it's, it's kind of evolved over time, but how was your, your upbringing and how was God introduced to you? And yeah. 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 So like I said, as, as a child, I was raised, my mom was Methodist. My dad was Catholic. So I was raised in a, okay in a home that we went to church. I went to both churches. Um, so always knew there was a God. Now, even at a young age, I remember like at seven, I, I thought I had gotten saved or accepted Christ, but I think I was just more at that age, afraid of dying and go to going to hell. So I was afraid. So I was like, Oh, I got to do this. But then it wasn't until I was 19 that I actually accepted God into my life. And from there, like just different things leading up to that, like at, at 15, I, my small bowels had actually ruptured. So I had to have like this emergency surgery and could have easily died, like oh my very gosh. sick. Wow. So like at that point I knew, I always believed in God, but I knew I was like, God wants me here for a reason. I don't know what it's for. But I think at some point I'll figure it out. And then, you know, years later, I accepted God. And now I know, like, you know, we're put on this earth to 
spread his word, to show his love and just, you know, everyday things. Just like I was telling you, you know, Callie's been sick a lot lately and we were in the hospital because she had an allergic reaction this week. And, you know, just those times that you're like, as a parent, when you have nowhere else, but you cry out or pray or whatever, and you're like, God, protect my child. It's just knowing that there's somebody there to guide you. Wow. That's amazing. And I like that you hit on your personal experiences with God. And because you said you, you just believe because you grew up going to church. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's cool to see how God has worked in your life. And ultimately that has reinforced your belief in God. And so I'm interested, did you go to the Methodist church more or the Catholic church? Um, when I was really little, it was split pretty 50-50. Dad would go on Saturday nights to Catholic church. I would get up on Sundays and go with mom to the Methodist church. Oh my so gosh, wow. It was split. But then after they divorced, I knew the Catholic religion, not that there's, you know, I'm not putting it down or anything, but I knew that wasn't quite for me. And then, so I kind of, you know, I haven't been to church with him since, I don't know, I was a teenager. And then, um, my mom and I and my stepdad, we kind of quit going to church for a long time. And then I started going to a Baptist church with friends when I was 19. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. So you said that you remember at seven, you, you thought you were saved, but then again, at mm-hmm. 19, you remember actually being saved. So mm-hmm. what happened at 19? Oh, so I, like I said, I'd started going back to church with some friends, just, you know, we'd been out of high school for a year at this point and just reconnected with some friends of mine and they started inviting me to church. And then there was a uh, Christian group on Marshall campus called revolution. And they invited me there. So the more I went with them, the more I'm like, you know, this is awesome. And I like this, and this is something that I needed. And then I just knew something wasn't right. Um, but I wasn't, I'm not as shy now. Sometimes I'm shy, but I was shy back then. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to really like ask anybody or whatever. And my friend came to me one day and she said, I need you to come to my house. There's something I want to talk to you about. And I just knew I was like, she's going to ask me where I'm going after death. Like, I just knew that I knew she was going to ask me, did I have a relationship? What, you know? So she, she did, she asked that question and I just started crying and I'm like, no, I'm not saved. I, I don't have that personal relationship. And, uh, so she prayed with me and that was that it was just, you know, that moment that you knew, like, I'm ready to take this walk and live this life. Wow. That is amazing. That's crazy. You just knew she was going to ask. That's just (laughs) unbelievable. It was very, one of those weird moments that you just can't explain. Yeah, definitely. So is that a reason you have for believing that there is a God and specifically Christianity? It's because of these moments that you think have to be more than just a coincidence? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's been so many different times in my life and just even with, you know, when my husband and I met and different things that we've gone through, it's like, sometimes you just can't explain it. And we've looked at so many at each other so many times and been like, that's just a God moment. You can't explain it. Mm -hmm. You just embrace it and you just go with it. Wow. That's just so beautiful. I love that. Um, you had talked about your, uh, 
explanation of, of what you think the gospel is. And you talked about the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. What has happened in your life or why do you believe that the Bible is more than just a normal book? Why do you believe that it's God's gift to us? Mm. So I'll be the first to tell you, I don't read like I should. But mm-hmm. when you like, when you dive into it or you're sitting in a sermon or a Bible study or whatever, and you're just like literally diving into it and passages speak to you and they they're written so many years ago, but then they align so perfectly now. It's just, to me, there's like no other explanation. Again, kind of those God moments, like there's no other explanation than God wrote this for people back then and people now and in the future, because this is what he needs us to know. Wow. So just your personal experience, you diving into it and realizing, oh my gosh, this is more than just a normal book. Yeah. Wow. That is super cool. And so you grew up going to Catholic and Methodist church. And then later on, when you were 19, you got saved. And so how has your your view of not only God, but Christianity evolved or transformed since you were a little kid up until now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just learning that, first of all, Christians can be too so judging. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to, I've done it. I've judged people unfairly. And it's like, we're all in this just common walk most of the time of loving God and hopefully loving others and trying to serve for Him. So I think it's just always a humbling experience of like, we're all, we're all sinners. We're all sinning every day and just figuring out, you know, how do we love each other? How do we build each other up and work towards our purpose of being with God? Awesome. Yeah. And I like that you said that some Christians can be judgy. And that's part of the reason I love to do these interviews, because obviously I've met a ton of amazing Christians. And I've also met a ton who are kind of filled with hate and they're they're very judgmental. And then on the flip side, I've met a lot of people who aren't Christians and some that don't even believe in God. And they're some of the the best, most loving people that I've ever met in my life. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think it's interesting to see how people's belief in God impacts their their day-to-day life. And so that's the question I'm going to ask now, how does this belief that you have not only in God, but in Christianity, how does it impact your life every single day? Yeah. So I just try to, to live for God. And like lately Mm. I've really been like trying more and more as a, as a, as a wife and as a mom and just as a family, like there's just some things in life. I don't, I'm realizing that's not as important anymore, Mm. you know? And it's like, let, I want to surround ourselves with people that are going to build us up and, and have like awesome conversations like you and I are having, that makes me so happy anymore. It's just to have those conversations with people just to be like, you know, how am I falling today? Or how, how can I help you? And let's build each other up and remember that we're living for God. Wow. And I think that is so important. just being there for people. And that's one of the things that, you know, Jesus preaches is, love others as you love yourself. And Mm -hmm. you can easily tell and people live that way. And it's so inspiring and uplifting. And I can tell even just from talking to you, I mean, we've never really talked before, but 
I can just tell the the heart that you have for Jesus just by this conversation we're having here. And, and I think that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so you had talked a little bit about, you realize what's not important and what is important. So what are the most important things in your life? And then how does your belief in God impact what is important? Mm. Um, yeah. So just here on earth, it's like my husband and my daughter are the most mm-hmm important to people and then our, our families, you know, and just, just building those relationships and hoping that like mine and Kevin's marriage glorifies God. Um, we've been, he's, he's getting more involved in our church and I'm getting more involved in our church. And I'm like, nothing makes me happier knowing hopefully we're walking side by side now towards glorifying God. And then I told Kevin the other day, I was like, our daughter's six now. And I said, we're getting to the point now where we got to build that little girl up. So hopefully she makes that choice. Wow. So that's like the most important to me is just our time here on earth and trying to, to do what God, I feel like God needs us to do. That's amazing. That's, that's cool that you said it's her choice. It's not something that you're going to force on her. It's something she has to decide for herself. And you know that from your own experience in church. Yeah. And so I think that is a very cool insight that you have that, that a lot of people don't have. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And you talked about what the most important thing here is, is glorifying God. Mm-hmm. And so how, the way that you live your life, how would it be different if you didn't have that goal? Like if you, if your goals and aspirations here on earth weren't to glorify God, what do you think would be your priorities? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think I would just be consumed with other things, you know, mm-hmm. like, like totally consumed with work or totally consumed with whatever, whatever I want to do in life, you know, not to say yeah. we definitely, we definitely do that now, you know, work's super important because we have to make money for our family. But I think it's just, sometimes you just see people living so much for everything around them and and I guess that's too like I said I'm at this point in my life where I'm like we just got to take a step back and surround ourselves with people that are going to build us towards the life we need to live um because it is so easy to get distracted as a human you know yeah well I like that you said that because a ton of people that I've talked to who are Christians and believe in God, specifically just by doing this podcast, mm-hmm. I've learned they think something that is important is balance. And I've yeah. never really thought about that before, but the way that you explained it is, yeah, obviously you have to work because you have to provide for your family and you provide mm-hmm. for your family because like you said, they're the most important thing here on earth. Mm-hmm. So it's all these different parts that you have to to have in balance in order to glorify God. Because if one of those things gets out of balance, then all of a sudden, you're not glorifying him like like you know that you could. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's cool that that you recognize that. And I mean, it's a recurring theme now. And so I've come to understand that that, that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of going off that, and I know you've already talked about it quite mm-hmm. a bit, but just going to ask you directly, with the beliefs that you hold mm-hmm. and the position you're in as a wife and a mother, what is the goal of your life here on earth? Uh, yeah, just to just, you know, glorify God and what we do and 
to win souls to him. Hopefully something that we do or a person we encounter or helps them see like, oh, they they're living differently than I've ever seen. You know, it's just and doing things like this. That's why I was so excited about like doing the podcast. I think it's great what you're doing because there's so many different people in the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes like church can be super scary, but if somebody decides, Hey, like that sounded cool. Maybe I want to try a church or get to know more about God or get to know more about reading the Bible, then maybe something like this will help them. Wow. That's awesome that you said that. Cause as soon as you said winning souls, I was going to ask you how, and what do you think the best way is? And you talked about it a little bit conversations, but what do you think the best way is to, to talk to someone about your faith, but ultimately try and get them to see who Jesus is and realize that life is better with him. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone comes from a different understanding. Uh, they were all raised differently. So what do you think the best way to do that is? I definitely think, because I've been raised in a way as younger, that sometimes, you know, you're totally like that hellfire and brimstone preaching, like oh, almost yeah. to scare people. And I... I almost, Kevin and I have had this discussion. I don't think that always works on everybody. Some people, that's what they need. But I think sometimes it's just loving those people and showing them like we're normal human beings. You know, I might mess up, I might cuss, or I might have a drink, or I might do this, but just that we're normal human beings. But like you can have this fire of loving God and following God too, and that it doesn't have to be like this preachy, um, pushing it down your throat. I just don't feel like sometimes that works for people. And, uh, you know, just hope that they, you almost have to realize that it's going to come in the, in God's timing, first of all, Mm. you know, you can hope somebody gets saved tomorrow, but it could take years or months, you know? And I think it's just, you got to get that person, that, that person has to get to the point that it's just something that they know and feel is what they need to do. Wow. That's awesome. That's such a great answer. And I like that perspective because I think you're right. And that sort of preaching and enforcing it on people and kind of scaring them it's mm-hmm. actually sometimes done a lot more harm than it than it has good. Yeah. And so I think that is something that a lot of people need to need to understand. And there's, like you said, there's more than one way to do it. And every person yeah. is different. So mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone asked you why you believe in God other than just your personal experiences, because some people might chalk that up to, oh, it's just a coincidence. I mean, and you know that it's not, but in their mm-hmm. eyes, there's no way to prove that to them. So is there anything externally or or other than just your personal experience that you have for believing in a higher power? I think honestly, and that's when I I do honestly get nervous when I talk to people because I don't know a lot of, you know, Bible verses by heart, but I think I would just be like, this isn't what I'm telling you, but I would try to find something in the Bible that they can relate to and just be like, this was written for us and this is what is coming from God and just leave it with them. And then all I can do is pray for that person. Mm. But um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Cause it's not, it's not your job to, to try and change someone's, someone's mind. 
But like you said, it's the way that you live your life that they'll observe and think, oh, hey, they have something that that I want, you know, mm-hmm. and you can tell that it's something different about the way you live your life instead of you just jamming it down their throats. So I think that's just super cool the way that that you think about it and go about it. And I think a lot of people can learn from that and, and more people need to live their life that way. That's for sure. That's just incredible. Um, and there's there's a few questions that I love to ask everyone and it doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with the conversation we're having, but I'm just personally interested in it. Mm-hmm. And the first question I'm going to ask is what is the big bang theory? And I ask that because both Christians and non-Christians, you know, believers and non-believers will use the Big Bang Theory as evidence to support their belief, but they use it in different ways. And so I just think it's interesting to hear what people think the Big Bang Theory is. Yeah. So I'm not really good with that um, because it's just been something that I've never really even entertained. So to me, I just, when somebody mentions the Big Bang Theory, I'm kind of like, oh, so boom, you know, the world was created and we're just here and we're just beings. Um, But somebody could counteract and say, well, you believe that God just, you know, on day one made the heavens and the earth and that it started that way. So I guess, you know, I don't believe in the big bang theory. I just believe in, yes, God was there. God created heaven and earth and went from there. Um, But even if they needed like, that scientific background of a big bang theory i'm like you can find god in science Mm -hmm. um just look at like all the the medical research that has been done and things like that i mean god created science god created just the simple fact of you know when a, a baby is conceived like that's so scientific and cool and like i never realized it until we were pregnant with callie of how much happens and forms and all the science that goes into it but then you go into nobody greater than god could have created that wow. and that's so cool to me but it is and i like that you said that because you're being honest you don't really know and that's yeah that's how almost everyone is unless unless you're a scientist or unless you've really studied this specifically it's we don't really know but mm-hmm from a very early age, we're taught that you have to be on one side. You have to either be for science or for God. And I like how you said they go hand in hand. God created science and we only know science because God allows us to. And I think that's a, that's a mindset that, that most people nowadays don't have. And they force you into a box of either you're a person of science or or you're a person of religion. And like you said, I personally don't see any issue intertwining the two. And I actually think they complement each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I asked that question to see how people think regarding that. And so yeah. I think that's, that's awesome that you were just honest, but it ended up being, Hey, I don't see an issue with it. Right. So that's really cool to me. Yeah. And then another question I love to ask everyone. And again, no right or wrong answer, just your, your belief. That's what I'm after mm-hmm. is, do you believe that all religions lead to the same God? I don't, I think there's just one true God and that's you know God our heavenly father and there's just one God one God that sent a son and and you know of course I believe too in the trinity of God the father God the son God the holy spirit but there's one one true God and there's only one that we worship uh, that's cool thank you for that answer and I like that I can tell that you're definitely very prepared for this we're just running through all the questions I can tell that you definitely were, were prepared and it's not like you're 
you're trying to come up with these answers as we go. And so I appreciate that. And then another question I love to ask everyone, and I ask people what their morning routine is, because growing up, I've read so many self-help or self-improvement books and watched so many videos and listened to all these speakers. And they all tell you in order to live your best life and start your day right, you have to get up super early and, and do all these things. And and I think that does work for some people, but then I've also found that there's a ton of successful people who don't necessarily do that. And so I asked this question mainly just for me, again, because I'm curious. So what is your morning routine? <laughs> That's funny. I I laughed when I saw that you were going to ask that question. Um, so I don't have a morning routine. My husband probably wishes I had a morning routine. <laughs> um, I am not a morning person, even after having a kid. So I shower the night before so I can get up and literally throw clothes on, do my makeup, get her up, feed her and out the door. Um, But the only one consistent thing that I do when she was in school, she started kindergarten this past year, but I would try to pray with her one-on-one before we left the house or um, as we were driving down the road. And that's something too, I always started my morning in the car and I'm like, just praying over our day my husband's day, that type of thing. And if I'm in a rush that morning, you know, I, and I forget, sometimes I'm like, there's something I forgot. What is it? And it's usually like, okay, I just need to do a quick, thank you. I'm alive. Amen. Let's go. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. And it does your whole day is changed when you wake up with that gratitude of, Hey, we got another day. Thank you, God. Yeah. And so I think it's cool. Just that one thing changes your day drastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so do you drink coffee in the morning? Um, if I have time to stop at nuts <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> okay. But you don't make it at home or anything. I do. Sometimes I finally got this quick iced coffee machine at home. Um, so some mornings I make it and some mornings, I mean, when I'm saying we're literally running out the door, it's like, we got minutes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Do you hit snooze in the morning? Oh yeah. And I set oh, like yeah. two or three different alarms and yeah, nothing's going to change. I'm 33 years old. You would think by now it would be better, but it's so you've only always get been worse. like this. Yes. I used yeah. to be a night owl. Like when oh, Kevin and okay. I first met, I was up until two, three o'clock in the morning. Now. I need my sleep, but if I could sleep until nine or 10 every day, I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I always get on my fiance, Autumn. She hits snooze so many times and she sets, like you said, two or three alarms. And in my head, I'm just thinking, hey, why don't you just set one alarm and get up when it goes right. off? And right. it makes so much sense. But now she's got me in the habit of sleeping in. And so it's rubbing off on me so I can yep. understand it. It's a struggle. Yeah, I know. And it, like I said, it's not going to break at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I also love to ask everyone who I get the chance to talk to is what advice you would give to me at my age in order to help me live my best life? Well, first of all, by the way, congratulations on your engagement. Kevin did tell me that she just got engaged. Thank um, you. <laughs> so I think... Um, you're, you're about the age I was when I married Kevin. And so first of all, just love Jesus and keep Jesus in your, your marriage. And then, you know, just, just take in the little things and enjoy life. It goes really fast before you know it. If you guys are going to have kids, kids are going to be in your life and they're the best thing. And you're tired all the time. 
but just take in those little things and enjoy it because it goes super fast. And before you have kids, make sure you and your future wife get to travel and just enjoy that time together. So you're prepared to be just awesome hands-on parents when it comes time. Oh, thank you. That's some great advice. And that's something we need. We're entering into a stage of life that, that you've already been through and you have this perspective and you're able to give advice that is actually going to help us. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. And that reminded me of the Kenny Chesney song, speaking of <laughs> Kenny Chesney, don't blink. Yes. Because right? it goes yes. by so quick. It does. And I've already been able to tell just in the, the 24 years on earth that I've been here. It's just, it feels like just yesterday I was a kid and yeah. day by day, nothing changes, but you look back and, and everything's different. Yeah. So, very true. Thank you for that. That wise advice. I truly appreciate it. You're welcome. And so that about concludes all the questions that I have for you. Like I said, you were prepared. So we just flew through them. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. And before we leave here, is there, do you have any final remarks, anything that you want to say that you didn't get the chance to, or anything like that? No, I don't think so. I just, I think it's great that you're doing this. So I hope you continue to get some really cool interviews and can't wait to listen to it. Thank you so much. Well, I did. I got a really cool interview today. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you for coming on here, Natasha. And as always, love one another. Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald.